get us started here. And um, as time permits, if we have an opportunity to do table time, I'll break us up into smaller groups. Uh, the audio right now is super clean to me, so I'm going to leave everybody's mics on. If you want to mute yourself, great. Um, if anybody pops on and I start hearing noises and I mute you, unmute yourself if you have a question or you want to interrupt. I'm just grateful that um, we can gather. And um, if we could, I'm going uh, to ring the, 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 the breakfast bell here. And um, we'll, uh, can you guys hear this if I do this? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you know we normally we normally gather and we don't uh we don't we don't uh, say prayer and have breakfast until we have a speaker we have a speaker this morning uh we'll introduce todd here in just a second but if we could let's just open with the word of prayer dear lord thank you so much for these men who are willing to get up early and uh, wade through the technology and come together in a, some time of fellowship and a chance to hear about a man's journey at RUMC and what's going on in his life and how his life is intertwined with ours. Please uh, help us be open to the little details that connect us and the big details that sometimes terrify us and help us be strengthened and know that, you know, you've paved the way so that we do not have to feel afraid in times of uncertainty. Help each man here come closer to you today and this week and be willing to share that with other men and other people that they come across in their daily lives. Thank you so much for the freedom to choose to be together and to choose to follow your path. In thy name, amen. Mm -hmm. So uh, this morning, I, uh, we have a speaker from our AV crew who I tried to recruit in mass five weeks ago. But five weeks ago, every Thursday, they were gathering. It's their busiest day of the week. Um, well, um, I did not know who would be able to introduce Todd any better than Art Rogers. Art, though, is not um, in Atlanta right now and is traveling and was worried that his internet connection would, uh, would fail him at the worst possible time. So in true Rogers fashion, what did he do? Well, he made a video. <laughs> so um, give me a second here and I'm gonna share my screen and uh, we'll uh, have Art introduce our speaker this morning. So let me see if I can do this right. I'm gonna share my screen and turn on the audio. And uh, now you'll see my messy screen. And we'll find this. Can everybody see Art? Yeah. 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 All right. Art. Super. I'm gonna play him and he'll introduce our speaker this morning and the surprise will be revealed of where he went to school and despite the fact that he went to school there, I'm still happy to call him my friend. Anyway, here's Art. Good morning. It's my pleasure to introduce this morning's guest speaker. Todd Richardson was born and raised in Roanoke, Virginia and graduated with honors from Virginia Tech. As you might imagine, he's passionate about his Virginia Tech Hokies. Todd has worked in media, including being a DJ for a classic rock radio station, producing community, government, and educational programming, and working for Turner Network, creating content for the NBA, TNT, NCAA, and NASCAR. More importantly, for the past several years, Todd has been leading the Roswell United Methodist Church Communication Department and the AV team here. And you can imagine what that's been like in the recent months as Todd has worked diligently to present our three worship services in your home each week via live stream. On a personal level, Todd and his wife, Jen, will celebrate their 20th wedding anniversary this September. They are proud parents to their 16-year-old daughter, Emma Rose, and 13-year-old son, Will. And being the good father that he is, when Todd's workday ends, you'll find him on the sidelines of his daughter's soccer matches or his son's cross-country meets. It's my pleasure to welcome this morning's guest speaker and personal friend of mine, Todd Richardson. Hey, nice job, Art. I think Art and Cheryl and family are down in Florida, but I appreciate his willingness to introduce, even though he couldn't physically, uh, or sorry, di digitally uh, necessarily be here. Uh, let me bring us back here into this mode. So, um, Todd, it looks like we've got about 30 or so guys here this morning. Most of them have on their cameras. 
Um, I think you might be the only one at work today. <laughs> so, um, guys, I, there's two ways to have your screen. One is this gallery mode. Oh, I'm sorry. I see Joe in the Joe. Are you at home or are you in? Are you at work? In the sanctuary. I'm You're in the sanctuary. Okay. So you got two of you at work today. Um, the um, if, if you're not familiar with Zoom, there's two ways to have the videos. You can either have lots of pictures or you can have whoever's talking picture. Um, I'm leaving mine in gallery mode, but if you wanna change it, it's in the upper right-hand corner of your screen. Um, I'm gonna pretty much, I see everybody has muted themselves, that's great. Um, I, you know, Todd, I am uh, very appreciative that on a, one of your busier days that you'd be willing to join us this morning. And Joe, and I know you've got several folks that um, you'll probably refer to as you give us your story and, and, and Art and you have, um, you know, probably been my connection. I see these guys at least once, twice a year at the end of a patriotic concert or at the end of a Christmas concert, I'm the guy who has to go get the video to take to the choir party. And every time I see these guys, I say, thank you for what you just did. You just made us sound good, but I know there's so much more to what you do. And I thank you so much for being here this morning and being willing to tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, and about what's going on at RUMC, because it's not what we expected it would be in January. You know, not at all. And it, whenever it all kind of broke, um, I read a great email about leadership, and there was three things that it said, uh, to be exceedingly human, be persistent, and be creative. And so that really became our charge here at the church. How do you do that? Um, and it, whenever things start to look different, RUMC is, uh, I don't want to say we're event-based, but certainly a lot of what we do here requires people to come to our campus, whether it be a worship service or um, a kid's event or what, whatever it might be, um, a Wednesday night out requires you to come here and have dinner with us. So what does that start to look like whenever you cannot do those things? And how do you be creative in that time? So it became, instead of the church coming to us, how do we go to the church? And how do we kind of flip that script? And um, so obviously in terms of worship, the, the, the biggest thing was live stream. How do we uh, increase, we, we know that the demand for it is going to increase. So how do we make it solid so that that way it's better for everybody? How do we add on-demand options for video? So that way people, and part of the, the leadership that I was just talking about, one of the three points was being human. And, and being human, it's how do you meet people's needs? Um, and right now, some people need worship whenever they first wake up on Sunday morning at 6 a.m. So how do we have that option there for them instead of making them wait until 11 o'clock? Maybe they need something. So how do, we, how do we help that human connection and interaction there? So um, one of the things we did was we, we started pre-taping everything instead of doing things on Sunday morning so that way we can make sure that we had a rock solid product that was uploaded to servers and just sitting there ready for download instead of us creating another um, link in the chain that could be broken with upload and then download. So we take care of the, the front end of that by, by lopping that off. Um, other things that we've done, we've also started um, Facebook devotionals. Uh, every day or Monday through Saturday at noon, we have devotionals on Facebook. So that way you can get a little bit of, um, of, our church and, and um, uh, a, a worship moment, if you will, each day at noon. So that way um, we can invite you to be with us and we're going to you instead of waiting for you to come to us. Um, you know, uh, and in all of this, we, we started taping on Thursdays and, and initially we were doing a live band and it was pretty much like a Sunday morning only now we, instead of having two 11 o'clock services, one with Chapel Roswell and one with the, the traditional service, we started moving Chapel Roswell to taping in the afternoon and it became 
day-long marathon. Uh, and, and so um, now we're doing virtual bands where the band is kind of playing at home and we're matching up their audio together for Chapel Roswell and for the Not 30 service. And, and so it's shortened our taping a little bit, but then it creates more work on the backside in terms of editing and matching everybody's audio up and then, uh, you know, mixing all their audio together. So um, it, it's definitely created, it's gone from uh, a 40 hour <laughs> or 45 hour work week, uh, four or five days a week into working seven days doing 70, 80 hours a week to make sure that, that we get it all done. So um, part of it has been simplified, but in simplifying, we've made things more, um, more time intensive as well. But um, part of that goes back to, to being persistent that I also talked about at the beginning of finding a way just to get it done to make sure that you have a product that's out there. Part of what we talked about whenever um, everything started to, to, to break out was um, that content is kink. And so how do we create content? And, and that saying has been around for, forget, for forever, but it's how do you make that meaningful content for people in this time and, that meets them where they are. So it, it was really kind of um, bringing in the third element of that leadership there as well, of the creativity and bringing it back to those first three points. So um, that's kind of been the model that, that I've been trying to follow. And um, my job responsibilities go beyond just AV as well. It encompasses all of communications. So how do we do that for our website? Well, if you look at our website before everything broke versus now, we've gone back and we've simplified everything. So that way information is just that much easier to find on the website. Before we had so much information, it was how do you share it all? But now it's how do you get across the important information to people? So we've gone back and really looked at things going, okay, what's the most important things making them super easy to find and really just simplifying everything. <clears throat> um, how do you do things with uh, our, our Friday blast and email communications? And some of it was doing some extra communication there to, to make sure that um, people were getting the correct messages and, and um, the way things are now, everything changes minute by minute. It's not even day by day. So sometimes you're putting something together and you get ready to send it out and it's already outdated. So how do you get things out quickly as well? So that way you're getting the correct information out at that time. Um, and, and then making sure that it can actually live there. And then whenever it becomes outdated, changing it out to a whole new thing. So um, just looking at it, it's been several challenges in there to get everything done, um, but finding best practices in that as well. So um, it, it's definitely been a challenge. Um, kind of flipping back to the AV though. Um, and, and so we, we started taping every Thursday. Um, and then we go back and we put all the elements in. But it's really been a team effort. So please understand, it's, it's not me in any shape or form. I help put it all together, but it's the team members that, that get it all done. So if you know Art Rogers, Scott Straw, Chris Burnett, DJ Jarrett, Steve LeBlanc, Bobby Dickens, reach out to them today if you've enjoyed one of these services and just tell them thank you. These are the people that are getting it done, running cameras, running audio, making sure that it all gets put together. These are the people. Um, and AV staff, Cliff Marshall, Rob Albertson, uh, Joe DeLalo, just send them a quick thank you. Um, these are the people that are getting it done and, and making sure that we're all able to worship together on, on Sunday or throughout the week whenever it becomes convenient for you. So. Um, I'll just share a, a few stats with you as well, just to kind of show you what the numbers have been like and how things have changed. So April of last year, um, in terms of live streaming, we had 793 gigs of data go out. So that's people who go and watch. That's what we get charged back for, is how many people watch and how much they download. So 793 gigs of data. So that was about 1,500 views, and we had 31,295 minutes 
services watch. This year for April, we did 6.6 .6 terabytes of data. So that's 6,600 gigs of data. So almost a tenfold increase. Uh, and we had over 7,500 views and 246,500 minutes watched of service. Wow. Um, it, it's been an incredible leap from where we were to where we are. Uh, and, and that also doesn't include that we were streaming on the WSB app. So Easter morning, we were the first service, the most watched service on the WSB app for Easter morning. Um, so that was extra views right there, extra people. We started going, okay, how do we reach people that we normally wouldn't reach? Well, Art Rogers, <laughs> let me give Art a call. Um, and, and they were looking for innovative, innovative ways to do things for dead programming time that they had. And they, they reached out to us and we were like, yeah, what, what do we got to do? Um, let, let's get that done. So we were able to reach out into our community and give them a message of hope uh, that went beyond just the walls of this church. And, and, you know, a lot of people, especially in the early days, that's what they were looking for. And we were able to provide that. So um, we really hope that that comes back on the back end um, and, and pays dividends for us in terms of, of um, people that we have either come to the church or just even know about us and know about the things that we do. Uh, we do so many great things here, uh, whether it be job networking or a counseling center, uh, any, any way that we can get those people in and, and touch a life, uh, I, I think just has dividends for what this church is and, and what it can do. So, um, in terms of my personal journey, Please. Yeah. I had one of the coolest jobs ever. I worked for Turner Sports. So I've gone to um, Final Fours. I've been to NASCAR. I've been down, I, I have talked with Joe Gibbs at a racetrack. How cool is that? I mean, that's mixing sports together. Um, <laughs> I've sat on the baseline of Eastern Conference Finals. I've got to see LeBron James almost run over me. I, I'm, I've uh, it was the coolest job. But at the same time, I never got to see my family. I was always on the road. I spent a whole month in South Beach following the Miami. Um, and, and it was great. It was fun. I was staying at the Ritz. I was staying in Four Seasons Hotels. It was great. But as I was watching LeBron James play, I realized I was going to miss my daughter's game the next day. I don't know who chooses 10-year-old girl soccer over professional basketball. Maybe it's just me. Um, but I, I had heard a great message about making margin in your life. And I had margin in terms of um, what my financial pay was. Um, and I wanted to make margin for time for my family. And so that's what I chose. Um, so I, I sacrificed one for the other, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it at all. And, and so I started looking for jobs, um, and I've been in church my whole life. I, I, I grew up Baptist. My mom played uh, the organ at my church, so I, I have an appreciation for our traditional service. Every night, whenever I go to bed, she would be practicing, and that's the music I fell asleep to every single night was our traditional music that we have. I, you know, I um, used to work down in the sanctuary building, and I, whenever Tom Alderman starts to play and rehearse, you hear it if you're in that building. And so I, every day was just a great source of, of hearing that and, and just bringing back memories from my childhood. But... Um, so I grew up in church, and then um, I, as I was looking for a job, I found the RUMC job come across, and I was like, it seems like maybe that would be perfect for me. And so I applied. Um, I was sitting at the, uh, the NBA draft and got a call from Mark Rogers saying, hey, can you come in for uh, an interview? And so I went through the whole process and, and been here for almost six years now. And um, have, have really enjoyed it and, and seeing 
what we were um, whenever I started. We were still doing SD content and barely getting stuff out there. And now um, in terms of what we're able to produce in terms of high definition and uh, the quality of things, we really turned that around. Um, but it's, it's been a journey, but it's, it's been a great journey. And um, in terms of, of spending time with my family, um, that, that was part of my introduction that, that Art gave. Um, my daughter's soccer team has better video than any other <laughs> person in, in Georgia. Yeah. So um, at, I, I really enjoy being able to spend time with my family and, and see them. And, um, you know, even though right now I find myself probably working more than what I did whenever I was at Turner, um, because of everything that's broken out, I'm also at home. So I'm sitting right beside my son who's doing his homework and I'm able to, to fuss at him because he didn't get something turned in on time or, or the right way. All right, so it, it's, um, it's been great um, being able to do that and, and knowing that now that that's, that's the margin of my life is what's important. So I'd be happy to take any questions if, if you guys have anything or would like to know anything. Well, I've got one I'll kick us off with here. I, uh, Good Friday is the service every year that I look most forward to. It is the time that I, I, I crave the Good Friday service for a lot of different reasons. And I was kind of, you know, anxious over what it was going to be like. I could take Easter being different, but Good Friday, I was, and I was so grateful that the approach that was taken for the the speakers on the stools and the lights turning on and off was so dramatically different than what we'd ever done before. It really illustrated that creativity that it broke me out of what I was longing for, for Good Friday and opened me up to, you know, a new way of experiencing Good Friday. So my, my ask is how do ideas like that go from somebody's thought to, a, you know, what we got to see on Friday night? Sure. So a lot of that was kind of driven by um, Michael Cromwell uh, and full credit to him of going, what makes good, that Good Friday service so special? And part of it is the space, being in the sanctuary as the lights go down and going, okay, we can't recreate that. Even if we put it in the space without actually being there, it's just not so what do we do to, to make it look different in a time where it fits? Uh, and, and what do we do to this, this time? Um, and so he, he came across um, the reading of the Good Friday service and um, passed that along to me. And then in terms of, uh, so we couldn't have four people just sit there next to each other with social distancing in place. I, I couldn't tell people you need to social distance, but then have four people sit right side by side. And that was the only way that we were really going to accomplish that look uh, or that we needed. Um, and, and so the, the idea for having them kind of come up on screen and the way they were lit and everything um, just kind of came to me of uh, going back to the, the leadership um, three points that I was talking about earlier of being creative. How do you be creative? And that was just my creative idea of how do you kind of beat the social distancing, but still make it flow. Um, it was probably not one of the favorite things that I've ever done, to be honest with you, but I have heard more compliments about that and, and good comments. Um, that makes me kind of think maybe I just need to always kind of go against <laughs> what it is that I'm thinking because, uh, uh, you know, maybe what I like isn't what everybody else likes. And if everybody else liked it, then, then it was mission accomplished. So they were never in the room together. Those were all done separately and then you wove them together? Yes. Oh, wow. Well, they, they kind of, they were all waiting on each other to, to finish. So they were sitting in another part of the chapel. Um, and sitting apart from each other as they read it. But they were never up on stage at the same time. They actually just sat in the same exact place. And because they had black all around them, I knew I could kind of hide it. Oh, wow. So, well, I am uh, I'm amazed by the difference between what happens when you film something 
and what we finally see in the finished product, those can be very, very different experiences. And uh, it's uh, just sort of amazing. I guess you've probably gone from um, four or five deliverables a week to now triple that. And, and it's, there's like a, it's like a concert week every week for you. Yeah, so um, whenever you look at the, the patriotic concerts or the Christmas concerts, definitely I'm, I'm here <laughs> twice as much as what I normally would during the week because you have a whole extra show that's going on. You have Friday night, you have Saturday, Sunday afternoons that, that you're doing. Um, but in terms of, of deliverables, one of one of the things that we do every week is uh, community and faith videos. And, and Joe DeLalo, a lot of times is the one that, that'll head that up. And we'll, we'll um, the pastoral team will share a name with us and a story that they would like to share. And then we'll, we'll get that to Joe and then Joe finds them and, and gets it done. He turns them around in a week. And, and um, but like even those, how do we do those now? <laughs> that, meeting with people in, in their homes or having people come here is different. So how do you make that deliverable still deliverable during this? And, and just trying to do it different ways by, by having some of our ministers talk about some of the things that we have going on, whether it be um, Nancy talking about the meals that, that we have or Jacob talking about um, the meals that he's delivering or um, having Marion talk about the, the garden that's in the back of the church and how that's um, starting to bear fruit and, and um, give back to the community in different ways, whether, you know, through giving some food to Family Promise or, or to our meals program that we have going on now. So even some of the, the deliverables, yeah, we have more, but we're also the same ones that we had before. How do you do them in a more effective way? Well, it's been astonishing to see all the different creativity come out. And, you know, um, as you say, every week, there's a little bit of new spin on it. Well, I know there will be other questions here from the group. Um, I'm going to, there is an electronic way to raise your hand, but most of you have on your cameras. And so if you'll do the old uh, elementary school trip and just simply raise your hand, um, you know, if no one else is talking, just chime right in. But I, I would definitely, I know there's interest in this group with, um, you know, what's been going on behind the scenes. And I'm sure Todd and his team have had God moments that have gone on because their world in April was not what they imagined it to be in January. And so, um, you know, feel, feel, free to, feel free to chime in. Does anybody have a question right now that they want to ask? And if so, I'll make certain that you, you get a chance to ask it. I don't see any hands up. Okay, great. Uh, all right. So, uh, hold on here. Let me float over here. I'll, uh, Jeff Ross, you had your hand up and then Joe. Um, yeah, Todd, I'm just kind of curious about uh, what you see in your crystal ball uh, going forward. What other folks in your industry uh, are predicting? Uh, I think everybody's longing to get back together. Uh, but with uh, the way that folks have been able to... Uh, work with Zoom, and, and like you said, you were, uh, you found that uh, the worship service being taped and people being able to plug into it whenever they wanted to is a convenience and a need for some people um, that, you know, 11 o'clock may not be the, the best time uh, to come to worship. So going forward, uh, what do you... Uh, do you have any predictions about uh, what uh, church life and worship and uh, other activities will look like after this is all over? I mean, not really. I mean, it, it kind of goes back to things keep changing. And, and as regulatory rules, which I don't fully 100% understand or, or get as they kind of open up and people are allowed on campus and, you know, if there's another wave of things, uh, part of it is being able to be adaptable and, and go with change. And that's always something that I've really embraced this change. Um, so as things change, trying to spot what those trends are 
um, as, as quickly as possible so that way you can get on board with them. Um, but then being able to pivot if something else comes up quickly. Uh, so I can make a roadmap now and I, I mean, I kind of have an idea of, of how I'd like to, to do things, but at the same time knowing that's probably going to change in two weeks. And how do I, how do I um, best put ourselves in a place to where we can adapt to that change quickly and effectively? Good. Joe, you had a question or comment? Yeah, hey. Um, uh, I didn't know about the 20 year anniversary coming up, so congrats with that. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was wondering, uh, you know, with, with everything being crazy right now and us going through this whole situation, um, and you said you're, you're doing 70, 80 hour weeks, um, is the fact that you're home more now, doing a lot of homework, like, how have you been able to keep this time special knowing that this is, this is a big year for you guys? So yeah, 20 years, um, my, my wife is a saint. Um, she's the, for anybody to put up with me for that long it is a miracle. Um, and, um, but yeah, I mean, I, we made a deal kind of whenever everything came out and she said, you know, if you work from home, you can work as much as you need to. But if you have to go into the office every day, then I want you to limit your hours. And um, uh, I knew that limiting my hours <laughs> wasn't really going to be an option, but I knew that I still needed to come in. So it was kind of trying to limit my time that I was here in the office for needed issues but then kind of opening up my hours at home as much as possible. And she's, she's very understanding. I mean, uh, for her business, it's kind of the same way. It's, and I think for a lot of us, it's exactly the same way who, who um, are, are still in business of what do you do to keep your business afloat during these times? How, how do you keep your business going? How do you keep it going until tomorrow and then next week and next month? And so you kind of do what's required of you. And, um, you know, if you need to charge your head, you charge your head and put your head down for a little while. And then we'll make it up on the backside or we'll, we'll do whatever we need to do. But, um, you know, I, like I said, I get to be at home and I've made my kids, they need to do their schoolwork at the same table that I work at. So I'm sitting right there across from them. And, and normally I don't get that opportunity. So I'm, I'm cherishing it. I'm reading every email from teachers whenever it comes in and then going, have you done this? Have you done that? Let, let me see your work on that. I, I don't get to do that. So for me, it's a special cherished time. Well, Todd, I had no idea this was your first church job. I can't think of a better time to have someone who's come in from the commercial world with all the bells and whistles and all the possibilities to come into this environment you know, who, who knew that we would be in a position where creating and streaming and all the things that go into this, which to those of us who consume it, it all just looks great. But, you know, there's uh, so much that goes on in the kitchen before uh, the, the plate is served onto the table for, for those of us who are mostly consumers. I, I'm blown away by the talent I see in your team. Um, and, you know, many of them do it in their day job and then volunteer. This is their night job. Um, and so countless, countless hours that have gone into what used to be concert weeks and are now, you know, much more significant schedules. Um, just a tremendous sustained effort. What are you doing? What is the team doing to stay to make this sustainable? Or have you found some essential things that help you keep this pace up now week after week? For most of the volunteers, the, the biggest thing that we've tried to do is limit our, our taping time. So I'm not taking up a whole day and taking that away from them. Uh, we really try to keep it of whenever they get on campus, we hit record and, and we go. We don't always achieve that, but that's kind of what we're striving for. Um, because, <laughs> like I said earlier, it would not happen without the volunteers that we have. Uh, that's just the the plain truth behind it. 
and, and um, it, that goes, you know, whenever we do get back on campus, we're going to need volunteers again. We're going to, uh, right now, I'm using a, a core team of volunteers um, who have, you know, told me that they're available and willing to help. But once we start going Sunday to Sunday again and, and doing um, things live on a Sunday, I'm going to need to open that team back up so that way I do not burn them out. Um, so if you if you want to help us out, it's nice and easy. If you if you know somebody, if you, if you have a son or a daughter who wants to help or, or grandkids who want to help, whatever it might be, you know, uh, we start um, taking volunteers at about sixth grade and working with them kind of slowly. Um, and we'll, we'll take them as old as they come to. So there's, there's an age limit at the bottom, but not an age limit at the top. And, and we can help with all your different skill levels as well. We're, you know, some people are already come in and are just naturals and pros at it, and other people need a little bit of help, and we're willing to, to help you through that process. So, um, you know, once we start getting back to, to normal, you know, if you have the time and, and you have the talent and you're, you're willing to help us, we'll take it. Thank you. I kind of remember Charlie Rogers barely large enough to uh, hold a camera uh, getting involved in, um, you know, that he, he has certainly come a long way um, in those uh, probably, what, probably 15 years since then, maybe, maybe more than that. But uh, it's, it's sort of amazing to see. Are, are, are there other questions? I wasn't paying attention. I didn't see any raised hands. Um, I want to give, give people a chance to, to ask Todd if they've got, you know, some behind the scenes thing that they'd like to ask. If, if not, I have, a, I have a table exercise that I'd like for us to do um, that give us a little chance to, to find out what's going on in each other's lives. Um, I don't see any raised hands, so I'm going to try, try to break us up into to breakout sessions here for just a minute. Um, I know when we're in this large group setting, it's really difficult to, to get to know someone you may or may not know. For the most part, I'd just like to give everybody a chance to meet each other, find out what's going on, you know, a prayer concern or a praise that's going on in your life. Um, and if you're, if you're looking for a piece of trivia that you're looking for, find out if it's somebody's birthday this month. I know birthdays are one of the things that we used to, you know, take for granted. And now having your birthday, your choices are very, very limited. It's like Zoom or not Zoom. And so um, take a minute here to find out the people who are at your table, what's going on in their life um, and, and whether or not, uh, you know, their, their birthday is this month, if they're willing to share that. I'm going to do that for like five or six minutes and then pull us back together. Um, this will be the first time I've tried to, to do this with this big of a group. Um, you won't get lost and we'll come back together in like five or six minutes and just give us a chance then and pick one person from your breakout session to share something from your group. That's, that's, your, only, that's your only assignment. But I think this will give us a smaller table type moment to find out what's really going on in people's lives and Todd, I hope you'll stick with us. And Joe, there may be some questions that come out of that process that I, if you can stick around for a few more minutes, that would be great. All right, so we'll, we'll try the breakout rooms here. I'm gonna say uh, options. And, oh, sign. I'm just gonna pick people, put people in groups together here of about five or so and and then we'll drop you right in. <clears throat> uh, Roger, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> I, I have not been able to get additional, all I've had is, is Eric and I haven't been able to put uh, additional uh, people up or get, get that because I don't have the icon in the upper right-hand corner that Eric insisted I did. <laughs> so are, are, is there anyone else in this group right now? I hear you. Oh, good. Okay, that's uh, Steve Cook. I'm Stan Woolley. Hello. Yes. Stan Rusty, uh, this Rusty. Is Rusty, I'm in it too. 
Oh, heavens. How did he get in this group? I'm in a – the picture's a little tough. I'm in my old red pickup on a gravel parking lot. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm on my phone, but I'm here. All right? Thank you, Roger. Well, you don't look any different having been in Alabama last week. Well, last week, Roger, I've, I've been there for three and a half weeks. Okay, and, and I am, uh, I've been sheltering in place over there. It's been a really amazing experience. It's been uh, a great time with the Lord. And I'm, I'm back actually in Atlanta. I uh, got here last night, but I'm going back on Friday. So, you know, and the, the girls come over, the granddaughters come over on the weekends and we ride horses and fish. And, and uh, in between time, I build fence and do business from over there. All right. All right. I think I got all the other groups assigned. You guys are stuck with me. Oh. Hey. Uh, this is Eric. This is Steve Cook. Uh, he's been a member of our church for a while, but he recently joined the choir, and apparently I just put him in another group. Oh, no. Now it's left to just the, two, the three of us. That won't do. Um, <laughs> I'd never tried to recreate rooms before. And so um, we, the three of us ended up being stuck together and everybody else is in a group. So um, Rusty, you're in Alabama or you're back? Yeah, see, I'm actually back. I got back last night and I'm going to be, I'm here today and half of tomorrow, then I'm going back. So I've been over there for uh, three and a half weeks and, um, uh, you know, been hanging out over there and, uh, it's been a great, it's been a really kind of like a sabbatical in some ways work, you know, hard work. Uh, I do some business work on zoom. I got, I got my Beverly Hillbilly, um, towers set up. I got, you know, a couple of Yagi zoom towers up on top of my barn and I'm able to bring it in through a router and I've got my, my, you know, zoom speed so I can do that. Yeah. And, um, and then I, you know, I build fence half a day and, um, you know, I spend time with the Lord. And, and so we've had a blast. What, what have you found essential? Sounds like building fences you found essential. Yeah, you know, that really interesting thing is um, uh, I've gotten a, a balance in every day that is really good for me. Now, I'm, a, I'm an old redneck, but, um, you know, one is I'm over there and Anne's helping the granddaughters with her school mm -hmm. and so I'm by myself uh, usually Monday through Friday and then uh, Ann comes over or my granddaughters come over or both um, and so time with the Lord in the morning ends up meaning for me time with the Lord all day in other words I start focused in the morning and then it translates to the rest. So even some of the business work I'm doing, I notice that I'm very much more integrating faith into into those dialogues. And then uh, and then every day, so I end up with a couple hours, two three hours between some work I do for ministries and business. And then um, then I'll end up three or four hours of exhaustive work. <laughs> and uh, it's a it's a great a great balance, you know, and then some quiet time at night. Wow. And Roger, what, what kind of, uh, what kind of essentials have you kept with in this unusual time? Well, Gail and I are volunteering with the meals program at the church. I am officially designated as the ground traffic controller. <laughs> I direct traffic as they come down the the uh, driveway, turn into a lane that we've created, come by the fellowship hall, and Gail is one of the runners that takes the order, goes in and gets the food and delivers it. Rusty, you're going to have some of it this weekend because we. That's what I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. She showed it to me already. We had some before. You guys do a great job. Well, Jacob is doing a fantastic job. Now, we have added a dimension this week. We have had Bonnie White play the piano, and we opened the windows. So as the cars come by, <laughs> and uh, 
day before yesterday, we had the Ewald Band. Mm. And set up outside and played, and they're going to be back today. That's so amazing. Add in, added entertainment to the pickup of food. And uh, it really puts a smile on people's face as they pull down there and they see people doing something. So, and it's been a great outlet for Gail and I to, to serve and to just be with people at a distance. Oh, yes. Social distance. Uh, Either one of you have a birthday this month? Pardon? Either one of you have a birthday or an anniversary this month? Not me. Not me. Not me. How about you, Eric, though? I, you know, I got off your note that you're putting in some hours. Tell me about that. You know, it's crazy. Uh, we, We don't have that many direct employees, about 20, but they're all requiring more care and feeding because they're feeling the stress in a different kind of way. Virtually all of our clients are in the healthcare space. Um, They've gone from going to offices and doing what they do in offices to having to find a way to do most of it from home. We've trained, you know, we, we've trained and added hundreds of, of of users in the last four or five weeks. Um, We're sending out COVID materials because we're in the document generation and delivery and reception business. Every time you get something from one of your healthcare providers around, or even other people in response to COVID, someone had to produce that document, someone had to deliver that document, and I, I, uh, I can't tell you the number of hours that we're working. Um, yeah, I'm grateful though that no one in the business has gotten sick and been in the hospitalized. We've had family members that have none have passed uh, away. You know, it's, we got people living in New York and elderly moms and grandmoms in New York where one of our guys drives in every day, every week and delivers supplies because she can't go out of the house. And, um, you know, it's been, but people have genuinely been kinder to each other, more tolerant of things that they can't control. Um, But uh, it's from 7.30 in the morning till 7.30 at night and half day on Saturday. Wow. And, um, I, I, I was supposed to have vacation starting next week and we're supposed to go to Cancun and you can't travel right now. So yeah. just trying to figure out how to get the work-life balance back. Um, you know, there are other men and when we gather back together here that have lost their jobs, I'm constantly in, you know, I'm once a week, at least I talked to one guy who, you know, lost my son-in-law lost his job has been furloughed and they're dealing with trauma at many different levels. And so it's, I feel a little conflicted. I'd like to really be spending half my time engaged with other men outside my business. But right now my business is pulling on me pretty strong. So I'm trying to, trying to keep that, that, that in check. You know how it can eat you up. It can eat you up. Yeah. Everybody I talk to is either boom, boom or bust. Yeah. Right. Right. I tell them in. Well, I'm going to try and merge these great, the, the breakout rooms. Uh, any prayer concerns from you guys? Uh, any celebrations you want to bring up? Mm. All right. I'm going to see if we can get all back together again. And hopefully we didn't lose too many people and breaking out into small groups. But um, um, we still have some decisions to make about what we'll do next week or next month. Uh, let me close these up and we'll hopefully get all merged back together. Okay. Takes about, they get a 60 second warning that the rooms are about to close. I don't know. We're getting used yeah, to I, this stuff. Well, I appreciate your service. I appreciate what you're doing is service. So there's a time when the bell rings sometimes and you're serving others, you just got to answer the bell. Yep. Yep. And I'm great, grateful to have all the resources to do it. Yeah. So it looks like we're pulling people back from the rooms. Is it like you're being teleported? <laughs> <laughs> or did you or did you get caught mid-sentence we did we had all the important stuff we didn't quite get to that's okay i think our purpose here is just to give people a chance to see what's going on and to to see uh smiling faces or um concerned faces and being able to acknowledge that this is real and we're going to get through it all you know one step at a time i think we're all learning uh 
what daily bread means in a, a new profoundly different way. Um, looks like everybody's regathering. We're back. We're back. We're back. I hope I didn't lose too many people. So um, I, uh, are we still coming back in? Yes, sir. Do we have a question from Larry? Larry, I see you're raising your hand or the bright light has got you. Yes, yes. We only, we only had three people in our little breakout room. Only individuals made it to our room. Sorry, I didn't do that very well. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> did you learn something from the three of you that you'd like to share with the group? Well, we were talking about uh, elections coming up on June 9th because uh, John Sharp, uh, who's also in our breakout room, he's, he's involved as a precinct manager up in Forsyth County, and I've been active in the political process for many years and, and a precinct manager of a large precincts in Cherokee County. We're just talking, looking ahead to, to June 9th and all the uh, things that are coming about or hoping to come about to make this happen because uh, it's going to be a process and uh, to see... Uh, what, what actually happens. The good news is that so many people are voting by using to vote by mail-in ballot, and that's essential because uh, that'll help us all. We don't need uh, a thousand people lined up at a precinct though. Yeah. And uh, six feet apart to be a block apart. So it's, mm. it's going to be a challenge for all of us to, uh, looking, looking forward to the process. Well, super. Bob, I see you have your hand raised. Yeah, Eric, before we get uh, we, before we break up this morning, and I know that we're going to end in a prayer, I want us all uh, to really um, uh, put a good friend of ours uh, in prayer this morning. Ernie Bond is literally under the knife this morning. Um, he's having open heart surgery. Uh, they put it off, you know, because they weren't having, you know, surgeries that, uh, and now they got it rescheduled for this morning at Piedmont. And, you know, with this crazy world that we're living in, basically Linda dropped him off yesterday in the mm -hmm. parking lot. And I guess at some point they'll call her to come get him again. So she can't even be with him. And I can't imagine what it would be like to have this kind of surgery by yourself with no one around mm -hmm. that you know. So uh, let's just cover him up in prayer and cover up Linda and their families and all of us that know Ernie so well as a good friend that are probably, you know, uh, thinking about him this morning. Well, could, I, could I ask you to close us in prayer here in a few minutes? Well, I, I'll, I'll be happy to do that. All right. <laughs> um, could, uh, ha I'm sorry that the table groups were not equal. Hopefully you were with folks that you knew and you didn't know and you got to know them. Could someone from one of the other tables, uh, you know, share a prayer concern or something you learned? Go ahead, Art. Uh, well, since Bob was just speaking, we just found out that Bob actually has a birthday coming up May 17th. Ah, we have a birthday May 17th. Congratulations, yeah. Bob. Ruth lets you live another year. That's great. Never, never thought I'd make it to 70. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know there was at least two other breakouts. Did you guys pick a leader? Go ahead, Greg. Uh, our group didn't have a lot of quantity, but we certainly had quality in our group. Um, it seems that uh, we seem to all be feeling well, and we're safe at home, but we also want to keep uh, in our prayers those who have been affected uh, career-wise with the change in the virus. Uh, some people have been deferred, um, and some people have lost their, lost their jobs, and we're looking for new things. It's going to be a new world. It's not going to be like it had, was before coming back and finding for work, especially with the glut of people who are unemployed right now. So keep all of them in our prayers. Thanks for saying that. And I think there was one other group. Have we heard from all the groups? Uh, I mean, there was my group, but it was, it was me, Steve, and Steve. There was you, Steve, and Steve. I'm sorry, I did a terrible job with the breakouts. <laughs> no, it's um, okay. <laughs> um, didn't, I mean, we tried to get some, some more talking. I, I feel like I, I talked a little too much. Uh, Steve had asked me some of the stuff that I had been up to um, during all of this because, uh, you know, as you heard from Todd, I mean, he's doing a lot of the live production stuff. I'm doing, 
I'm doing like some of the videos that precede that during the service when you play it back, like the Psalm, Psalm videos and um, all those weird videos that you see before the service. Um, but um, I also shared why, um, personally, why I haven't been coming in, even though I've truly missed, I, I really do miss coming in to, to film the services and you know, my wife and I were going through some, um, uh, we're trying for fertility again. We were um, trying for 10 years and um, right when all this started, we, we thought there was a good chance that we were uh, pregnant again. So um, even though it didn't turn out, I just, um, just wanted to preserve the possibility as much as possible. And also, you know, just play the, the greater role in trying to not only protect ourselves, cross that bridge uh, as, as we're all going through this right now, um, making that decision. So um, anyways, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that, Joe. I know, you know, uh, this year has been unprecedented and sometimes that really opens us up to opportunities to talk about things that we would normally not be able to talk about. And I'm so grateful that this is a safe and trusting group that you can really share what's going on in, in, in your, in, in your life and in the life of, of your family and your friends. There has never been a time where we have needed more connection than we need right now. And I want to thank, you know, Todd and his team and Joe who are here today for all the hours that are going into creating that the, these moments where we are, thinking the same thoughts at the same time, even though we're not in the same room when we do it. Um, that's what a gift it is to be able to do that. And I'm so glad that they're taking that God-given talent and using the tools that they have available to them and the time that, that they're taking from their, the rest of their life to do it right now. It is definitely a season for finding ways to be together when we can't physically be together. We'll never take it for granted again, the way we did. We will, um, the next time we can be in close proximity, I don't know if we will all, did you, I don't know if anybody brought their own bacon. I, I do always try and bring some bacon down. I may not get to eat it on my, uh, on my yogurt. Um, before, um, before we close up here in prayer, I, I definitely want to, you know, thank all of you for taking time this morning to be together. I hope you recognize some of the names in your, in the breakout groups, and I hope you've met somebody new. Um, we don't have a good sign-up sheet. I haven't really figured out how to do that effectively. If you want to all reply to my email and let me know that you were here this morning, that would be great. I'm trying to learn how to grab screenshots and do things like that. We're all adapting. And, you know, people are going to reach out to you and be willing to share what's going on in their life. And that's an honor when they do that. And finding time for each other, whatever that need is. Um, just I, you have to trust that that's going to be uh, a good outcome. Um, and so I want to thank everybody for being here this morning, for, for Todd, for leading. And um, Bob, would you mind closing us with a word of prayer? Sure. Dear, dear, dear Abba Father, just Lord God, thank you so much. There's so much to be thankful for. Um, you, you allow us with this technology to, to have these, these warriors of yours get together even uh, when we have to be apart physically, but we're together technically. And Lord, we, we also give you the thanks that maybe this is a time when, I don't know, maybe you, you, you've taken this, this very bad thing that's happened in the world and you stopped enough people and, and maybe, maybe just shut them down enough to where they can, they can actually listen to you more. Uh, and and to understand what you want them to do, Lord. Um, this morning we got we got one of your one of your best, Lord. Um, he's under the knife right now, and I just want you to, if if you will, just lead and guide the surgeons, Lord. I know I know they're smart and skilled, and just make them better than they ever been this morning. And Lord, just make the nurses and the anesthesiologists and everyone associated that. Um, taking care of Ernie this morning that uh, they can just do their best and he's in your hands and we know that's where he needs to be anyway be with Linda I know she's anxious she can't even be there she's 
she's probably at home just worried herself to death, but just give her some peace, Lord, and give her some comfort, give her some strength in their family too. Lord, I know there's a lot of people that, uh, that are worried this morning and that are anxious, but we just trust in you. That's what it says for us to do when we're in fear. And uh, thank you again for the, the opportunity to, for us to get together, even though it's not together the way we, we, we define together. And just take care of us and lead us and push us in the direction that you want us to go so that we can build the kingdom. We ask it in the precious name of your son. Amen. Amen. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a Thank blessed you. day. It sure has started off great. I don't know if anybody saw the sunset yesterday, but it was, it was. on fire. And the moon. Watch for the moon. Watch for the moon. Thanks, job, guys. Eric. See you soon. Bye, Eric. Bye. Thanks.